All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be talking to an individual who's featured in a very intriguing fight going down at BKB 36, which transpires January 27th. We have Ionel Avicii and George Hilliard stepping into the ring, and great having George on Bare Knuckle Radio. How's your day going so far, man? You having a solid one? Yeah, it's going very well, mate. Just um, just finished training, come back here, and I'll be filming a bit later. So, yeah, everything's good. Yeah, and definitely something I want to touch on a bit later. I mean, that's definitely exciting, but, I mean, the fight is paramount for sure. I mean, it's Bare Knuckle Radio, after all. So, I guess just in saying that, I mean, it seems like this is one you're particularly excited for in the sense of I saw you had the post describing him as, you know, a hard man with all his wins by, you know, way of knockout. Like, it seems like one you're particularly excited for. Like, when did this bout offer for Levici initially come your way and everything? Um, yeah, Jim and Joe, uh, the owners of BKB, they uh, obviously, because I've, I've got a loss in my last um, my last fight against the UFC fighter, and he's got his last uh, loss against the pound for pound king, um, uh, Jimmy Sweeney. So it's, it was, um, they're now putting us two together to say, right, here you are, you still got to fight it out now. So, um, And I saw you had another post where it seemed like you're looking at this fight as a means to kind of like redirect things from the last fight, like just in the sense of that seemed like a performance that you were even particularly disappointed by. Like, is there that chance to, you know, have that catharsis almost or kind of like redirect the ship in a certain sense almost? Oh, well, I'm not going to go into it too much what happened on the last fight, but the week of the last fight was uh, horrific for me and the family and um but that's still no excuses um i didn't perform and i got beat beat by the better man so now i have to come back bigger better and stronger on the on this saturday the 27th well yeah for sure and i'm obviously not to pry or get into any details but in some of the posts i did see like it seemed like very forthright and just transparent about what you need to do in this next one almost and everything like that i mean i guess at the end of the day everyone's kind of their own worst critic or kind of knows you know what's going on to kind of change things to you know better the performance next time out but yeah you know sorry to hear about whatever may have happened there leading into it but it seems like you really handled it with a level of you know class and you know grace and just almost like processing it as like a lesson to carry forward as well moreover yeah, totally, totally. Oh, listen, I'm not, I'm not a sore loser by any means. So, but, uh, we, we all have to have these um, hard times in life, and I was never going to pull out of the fire. And then it was just one of those things I had to get over. And um, I've now wiped my tears away, and we go again on the 27th. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, was this an opponent you were particularly familiarized with when the bout offer initially came your way? I mean, some of the info you gave a bit ago indicates a certain level of familiarity. But when the offer was initially presented, did you kind of, I guess, have an understanding of the general acumen of your opponent and all? Listen, this, this, this opponent, um, I know everyone thinks my, my last opponent was hard, but this, this opponent, he's a massive, massive puncher. If he hits me on the chin, it's good night. So I have to be at my at my very very best. And that, like, not like, like my last fight, I was just standing there, 
and I was like, come on, hit me, come on. Because of the, the stuff I went through by the week, it was, it was like I was saying, if you can hurt me more than that, then you win this. You know what I mean? It was, it, it's weird to explain because what me and my my wife went through, and it was it was just it was horrific. You know what I mean? Like no one, no no family should go through that. And um, so, but we we yeah, we bounced back, and I was showing myself how good I am back on on Saturday at the twenty seventh at the O two. Yeah, for sure. And a bit earlier, you were kind of mentioning the, you know, documentary, like the film you're working on. That was kind of something we briefly spoke on the last time, like a documentary and autobiography and just so much going on with the story. Is there any more you're able to kind of reveal with the project or how the process has been going so far? Or is it largely kind of hush-hush because of the nature of the whole thing in a certain sense? Yeah, it's not really hush-hush, but... Um... With the documentary, they they want me to go back out to the Mayweathers to to do some filming, just because the Mayweather name sells my documentary more than what I do. Because in the boxing world, everyone knows who I am, but walking down the street, not a lot of people do. So that's where they want it. I got to be I got to be um, sellable to the public. So, but the, the Mayweather name is selling it more than what I am. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, sorry, what is the nature of it then? Like, you're back there, like, training? Or is it, like, what's going on with the, the Mayweather involvement, I guess? Yeah, back, back there training, and obviously Jeff Mayweather is, is, is my coach. So, uh, yeah, back there training with Jeff, and, and um, yeah, and then and finishing off the last little bit there, just, just him being a part of it helps me sell the documentary to Netflix and ITV in the UK. I mean, that's exciting to hear, man. I mean, is this been has this been an enjoyable process so far, like trying to capture certain aspects of the story in this kind of medium? Like, Oh, yeah, totally. Listen, the documentary was meant to finish in 2019. That was when I was living in Vegas with the Mayweathers. But um, COVID hit, and we had to move back to the UK because of COVID. So everything got put to a, a stop. So this is the reason we took this route. Yeah, it just seems like you have so many different anecdotes and things like that to put out there. Like I was seeing an interview that you done where you, that you had done rather where you were kind of putting a spotlight on that, like talking about the Eddie Hearn deal that was in play at one point for like millions of pounds, and then issues with like the license came up, etc. I mean, it just seems like you would have a lot of stories. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I've been I've been unfortunate, but at the same time, a lot of it is to do with my own. Of living my life, uh, of living the life as a professional athlete, I never lived the life as a professional athlete because I was super talented. I just thought, oh, do you know what? All I've got to do is turn up. So I have to take blame for myself. I can't blame it on every, anyone else because there's no one to blame. So it's uh, yeah. So this is where me now can uh, put a final stop to that and uh, end, it, end it all on a good note. Yeah, it's just interesting because, like you were saying, it was almost like the recording of everything and just the assimilation of the project or putting it together largely began when you were mostly focused on, like, the gloved boxing. Is there going to be a certain amount of, like, the bare-knuckle focus within this? Is it just, like, the total fight journey that's going to be captured, I guess? You know what? You never... Because money talks, so... If 
a big fight comes along with Glass. Like, I, I was meant to fight Conor McGregor when I was out there with the Mayweather's. So, if that comes back out and comes around, um, gloved or bare knuckle, who, who knows? So, uh, that could be the final, the final straw, and that'd be lovely. That the way to end it. Um, we'll see. When I was, I was, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't get some insights on that. When was this McGregor fight supposed to transpire? Oh, that was in 2019. Um, I was living in Vegas with the Mayweather's, and uh, I put up a post of um, Conor McGregor hitting a man in a in a pub back in Ireland. And um, I played the song over it, Who Let the Dogs Out? Okay. And uh, yeah, Sony Records went, if I don't take it down within 24 hours, they're going to sue me for 24 million. And I was like, I've got 24 pounds in my bank, you can have that. And everyone, <laughs> was, laugh everyone was laughing about it. And, and um, but the Mayweather team were like, listen, we don't want to be a pop, take it down, please. Um, we can't have that happening and that. So obviously the... the the PR team of the Mayweather's were like, take it down. So it had to, had to be taken down. Yeah, so there's a little bit of a rivalry behind the scenes going on in a certain sense there. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, just an interesting situation for sure. I mean, I guess like looking at the early time in the calendar year with this fight too, though. I mean, I think it would stand a good chance to give you a good strength of schedule in 2024. Do you have a certain amount of fights you're looking to take this year, like get a certain regular rate of activity going? Yeah, I want to have, I want to have at least three or four in this, in this year, this year. So, um, yeah, I want to be active. I need to be active. So, um, yeah, so hopefully... I'll have three or four this year and, and um, we'll see how it goes and see what where we move forward from there. And I guess kind of talking about, you know, movies and stuff like that, it seems like BKB is also filming for their own piece of some sort, which I think is also going to be on Netflix from what I understand. It just seems like they're getting, you know, partnered with a lot of bigger broadcast partners and stuff like that. I mean, that must be cool for you, like, as your profile increases as a bare-knuckle boxer. It seems like BKB is also growing quite a bit as a company. Yeah, yeah, to yeah totally. So, um, yeah, like, BKB have got, their, like, they've got massive things happening. So, um, yeah, every, all, a lot of people in the circuit have got some great things happening, including myself. So, it's, um, it's keeping your... Yeah, and I feel like they just have such a good idea for, like, how to handle everything. Like, I mean, just in terms of the domestic talent, I mean, such great UK fighters, but even thinking of, like, some of the cross-promotional efforts in the past with BYB Extreme. So, love to see that. I feel like that just elevates the bare-knuckle industry overall. Totally, yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, hopefully we'll be working with BYB again. So, and we'll be crossing over and back and forth. So uh, there's some exciting things happening. I can't go too much into detail, but some really, really good stuff happening soon. Yeah, no, I love hearing that, man. It's such a great time to be in the sport of bare knuckle and everything like that. So, yeah, no, love to hear that all that's going on. But I guess one thing I wanted to kind of touch on, because I was seeing on your Facebook a bit ago that you were speaking at a 
mental health matters live seminar with fellow fighters julius francis and leon mckenzie i'm curious for you to expound upon that a bit more that seems like a cool thing to be a part of yeah obviously a lot of people know that i suffered with it back in back in the day and when i lost my license with the british boxing board of control and obviously that was after i signed with barry and eddie and then moved from moved from matchroom to hennessy sports where i was training with tony sims there and um when I lost my license, it was immediately, immediately sent me off the rails. And then obviously splitting with my the mother of my kids, um, losing millions of pounds, losing everything. It was just a horrific time to be. And then that's when I hit the drink really hard. And yeah, so it was a hard time. And then it was it was nice to talk to people and help people that going through it as well to say listen there's there is other routes to go down you ain't got to go down this route so um yeah it was, it was nice it was nice to be a part of yeah i was gonna say like that's such a cool thing to be able to be involved in like did you have certain people coming up to you after to kind of share their own stories and stuff like that it's just a cool kind of event and stuff like that like was there that dynamic after the whole thing yeah there was totally there was a lot a lot of people that come up to you and Mainly women, more than more than men. But the the men the men want to talk to you, but they're embarrassed to talk to you. Where and I was just the same as that. Where before you think I don't want to let people know I'm I'm suffering with depression. I, um, I don't want people to. That's why I was always out drinking, having a party time, but letting people think that I was being the someone, being the party like being the party animal. Being the truth, I was killing myself inside, and. Um, and then the women were coming up and then saying, look, my husband's going through this. Is there anything that I can, you can tell me to like, give him advice on? And I was sitting there and I just started crying. I was like, I can't believe you're, it, it, I took it as a compliment. Like people were asking me to help them. So yeah, I found it very emotional and, and very honored to be a part of it. I mean, that's interesting. You were talking about relating to, I guess, that feeling of the guys wanting to talk about it, but initially kind of being embarrassed about it. Like, did you have a certain breakthrough moment in that regard that you noticed, or was it more of a gradual, you started talking about it and opening up more kind of thing? It was, it was weird. When, when I, I started talking about it, and then I started feeling comfortable with the person that I was talking to. So then I just started spilling everything out because I felt comfortable in their company and I didn't feel them judging me where before I'm, I'm getting looked at as, Oh, you, you got money. And, and if the truth was the money weren't there, everyone just thought, cause they see me sign something, they'll thought I'm a multimillionaire still. No. So there was judgment on me, but when this person I could sit there and talk when no one was judging me, I just started spinning, spinning out everything that was, and it felt really good to do that, where without I could say something without getting judged on it. Yeah, I mean, such a great, you know, exchange and everything like that. Great that you're able to get something out of it, and these people are able to get something out of it. So yeah, I love to hear that, man. But definitely. Wanted to echo that sentiment earlier of being mindful of your time, man. I'm curious if maybe there's like a final parting thought you had as we're kind of wrapping things up here, George. Yeah, no, just, if anyone is suffering from depression, the best thing to do, and it is the best thing to do, believe me, is to talk to someone, talk to someone that, about it 
and then you can get help for it. There's no shame in getting help for depression. I wish I'd, I wish I'd got it done earlier, then I, then I would be further in my career and I would, I, well, I'd be retired now with a lot of money in the bank. But that didn't work out for me because I, I, I hid myself from, from things. So yeah, talk about, no, there's no problems talking about that you're suffering or you're hurting. Yeah? And then um, no one thinks different of you for it. So um, yeah, just talk, talk about it. Caring is sharing, sharing is caring, and all the, you know, just passing it on to someone else that can take a, take a, that load off your shoulders. And it's um, yeah, so don't don't do it on your own because you can't. It's a powerful message to end things off, man. I appreciate that, and just yeah, looking forward to this INL Levici fight on the. 27th coming up i appreciate you making time to talk during fight week ahead of bkb 36 man and for coming on bare knuckle radio looking forward to checking out the fight when it goes down but until then man you have a good rest of your day hope the filming goes well and everything and yeah just have a good solid day man oh thank you for having me on, mate. really really nice of you thank you so much